0: Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. Great to be with you for episode 39, Types of Engineering Degrees Explained. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. Many students say they want to be an engineer. But what kind of engineer is a difficult question. In this episode, I'll explain the main types of engineering degrees and the general purpose of each type. Well, I am thrilled that you are back for another episode. We have been on a long journey of a lot of, a lot of these and uh, eight months of episodes. And again, the listenership has been great. Classes are going well. I, I gave a class yesterday at Carl Albert High School here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. I uh, an online class today for the Caddo uh, uh, Kiowa Tech Center, and i uh, got a lot of classes coming up. I, man, uh, next week I'm at Preston High School in Oklahoma, got one for Epic Charter, uh, uh, Epic Charter Schools here in Oklahoma, being Hope, Arkansas, for the Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative. Uh, then i got a faculty workshop coming next Thursday, Rejoice Christian in Tulsa or Owasso area uh, next Friday. There's just a lot of classes coming. I've got five again the next week, and then it's Thanksgiving week, and then I'm off in Texas and Arkansas and Oklahoma. Anyway, we're just uh, we're cruising along. So uh, you can get on chadcargo.com. That's my website, or calendar.chadcargo.com to see all the classes, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to make one real soon. So anyway, that's what's going on in the world of workshops. Now, I say in the opening that this podcast is, is to do, you know, the goal of this, do a lot of things. I want to raise, help raise ACT scores. We want to help you qualify for college. We want to talk careers. We want to talk most of all those test taking strategies and tips, but I haven't done one on careers in a while. And so I thought today we would step out into a question I get often. And I get this question a lot because I tell students in my workshop that I was an industrial engineering uh, and management major at Oklahoma State, and so people always love to come talk to me about possibly being an engineer. And they're like, "Okay, so what does an industrial engineer do?" And I've heard that mechanical is a great job. And what would a mechanical engineer do? And what what other kinds of engineering degrees are there? And so we're going to talk through that today. And I've pulled a little bit of data, and I've got some of this uh, listed for you in the show notes. So if you go to podcast.chadcargo.com. Forward slash 39. This is episode 39. Uh, you'll be able to read uh, a lot of the things that I've, I've got here in the show notes. You'll also see that on many of your podcast apps as well. All right, so let's get rolling here with the different kinds of uh, engineering types and degrees. All right, so to start, I pulled, I just went to Oklahoma State. And I started looking at what engineering degrees they offer. Now, you're going to find that there's different kinds of engineering degrees offered at different colleges. For example, you may see just a a straight petroleum engineering degree. I think uh, University of Oklahoma offers one of those. You may see nuclear engineering. You may see different specific kinds of engineering. But I just pulled Oklahoma State's, and I kind of went with the main Uh, types or the main ones that you might hear or consider. And so to start, I'm going to read through what those are. I'll read basically what each one is or does, and then uh, we'll talk some specifics from there. First of all, aerospace engineering. Aerospace engineering is a study of the science and technology of flight and the design of air, land, and sea vehicles for transportation and exploration. Biosystems engineering. This is the study of biosystems engineering. It merges engineering and agricultural science to improve our quality of life while maintaining the environment and preserving our natural resources. Chemical engineering. Chemical engineering is a discipline focused on conceiving and designing processes to produce, transform, and transport materials, beginning with experimentation in the laboratory, followed by implementation of the technology. Civil engineering, civil engineering is the is one of the oldest engineering disciplines with the focus on the built environment that encompasses much of what defines modern civilization, buildings, bridges, roads, computer engineering, computer engineering encompasses a broad range of technologies that utilize digital devices for the benefit of society. It's obvious this is a booming career field. Subdisciplines include digital electronics, VLSI chips, embedded controllers, networking, software development, memory and storage devices, cloud computing, Internet of Things, computer security, application specific ICs, graphics processing units, and computer architecture. Electrical engineering. Electrical engineering encompasses a broad range of technologies that utilize electricity for the benefit of society. Subdisciplines include energy systems, machines, power electronics, analog electronics, instrumentation, sensors, signal processing, machine vision, communications, robotics, wireless devices, radar, photonics, biomedical devices, and artificial intelligence. Industrial engineering. Industrial engineering and management is an engineering discipline that focuses on designing, operating, managing, and continuously improving manufacturing and service systems so that they are effective and efficient. Mechanical engineering. Mechanical engineering is focused on a learning and research environment to instruct and encourage our students to reach their full potential in technical expertise, innovative expression, and collaborative design. So those are the basic descriptions that uh, Oklahoma State list for each of their fields of engineering. And I'm gonna give you a little more explanation here in just a minute. I'm gonna try to put it into a practical uh, explanation using an example, a real world example. Now, if you look up in some of the um, rankings that you might see for jobs or uh, you know demand of jobs and pay and different things, uh, a common one used for that is the US News and World Report. And I looked on their uh, top 100 jobs that they list uh, for 2020. Number 32, they have listed as a mechanical engineer. And it, the way they summarize it, they just say someone with a mechanical engineering degree has many job options for his or her career path. The skills of a mechanical engineer are needed in many industries and on many types of projects from vehicle manufacturing to nanotechnology. Mechanical engineers are involved in the production of mechanical instruments and tools from start to finish, and their work includes aspects of design, development, and testing. They estimate 12,800 mechanical engineering jobs will be available for this year with a median salary of 87370 education needed, a bachelor's, so a four-year degree in mechanical engineering. Now, certainly you can go on beyond that, get your master's, you can get your doctorate. Uh, A lot of people will do multi-disciplines in that. Maybe they'll get a bachelor's in mechanical engineering, and then they may go get a master's, maybe an MBA, a master's of business administration, or they may go multiple engineering disciplines. You may get a mechanical bachelor's and then get an industrial engineering um, master's. They also list as number 33 on their chart, a civil engineer, and the way they describe it is, from the street in front of your home to the Golden Gate Bridge, civil engineers are responsible for the design and maintenance of public works and facilities. Civil engineers are involved from start to finish in the process of constructing buildings, bridges, and roads. They estimate 20,500 jobs on that, so that's a lot of jobs compared to mechanicals, which is interesting. Median salary, slightly lower, 86640 And again, the bachelor's degree is what would be needed. Now, if you go into architectural engineering, you get into some of the, the, the really high-tech structure design. Uh, that, that's a whole nother field. Um, but uh, you, you'll find in general, uh, these are the ones that I read are kind of the, the basic general engineering uh, fields or disciplines, and then you can find more beyond that. All right, so the, the question that I get a lot again is well, what's the difference in those? I mean, like, what would you actually do as one of those? Now, when I was an engineer at Lucent Technologies, there were industrial engineers that did a million different things, there were mechanicals that had a million different roles. I mean, there was a lot of opportunity there because it was such a huge factory and over 6,000 employees and a lot of manufacturing and different things. I started out in distribution engineering. I was actually part of a team of twelve that we were building a um, we had over 20 million dollar budget. We were building a three hundred twenty thousand square foot distribution facility. Then uh, once we got that put together, then I was in charge of uh, receiving on the uh, the I was I was basically the engineer in charge of the receiving dock for everything that came into our facility. I changed from that job to outsourcing engineering, which they call contract manufacturing. I hated that job. Uh, That was the last thing I wanted to do was work on outsourcing, but that's what I was assigned to do. And then from there, I went to material planning engineering where I supported 110 buyers and I worked on their processes and their systems. So uh, that's just one example of an industrial engineer who, you know, I did multiple things. I want to try to give you a scenario of how these different engineering fields or disciplines could tie together. And I used to be a corporate recruiter for Lucent. And one thing I would do is I would go recruit engineers. And when we would, I know one one of the big uh, promotion things we do, we bring in um, some of the top high school talent around and we would try to encourage them to go get engineering degrees. So potentially we could hire some local engineers. And so this was the scenario that I always gave them to try to give an idea of what some of these different fields might do. And I'm gonna start it with the industrial engineer just because that's what I am and um, I I think you'll get the idea. So let's say that we worked on a car assembly line. So we um, we were manufacturing cars and we worked for General Motors. And I, as the industrial engineer, I would go out and I would observe a worker on the line and I would watch what she did. And as I'm watching her perform her daily task, I would talk to her and i i would you know want to know what was good what wasn't what you know how her work was going i would i would study her efficiencies i would time her i would time the work i would look at the cost involved i would look at you know the the we always say as an industrial engineer we look at three things the people the processes and the systems so i want to know what computer systems are using and how they use them i want to know What processes, What what is the steps that she performs and how are those defined? And I wanna watch what she does. I wanna know her motions. I wanna know how she's performing that task. And then I take all of that information and I'm measuring it. Everything is with data. Engineering is always data-driven, so I'm measuring it with data. And then I'm trying to do a financial analysis of where we're at and how I could improve this. Now, what I would do is I would interview her and I would watch her and I would figure out what maybe I could improve. And let's say that she had to put these screws into this part that was coming by and the more we talked and watched, you know, she says, "Hey, this really would be a lot easier for me if there was a, you know, like a like this tool that I'm always using." if there was an easier way that I could get, I'm always having to reach over, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, you know, and I'm constantly doing the same motion. And maybe if there's a way that, you know, I could do this better. And I, I said, well, you know, well, what, you know, what, what would you suggest? And we would talk about that. And maybe it was, Hey, what if we suspended that tool on a retractable line? And so it was always in the ready position. And so when you were ready, you would just grab your tool, you'd press it down and, the screws, you would just hit the button and the screws would go in. Would that make it easier? And we would talk through that and be like, yeah, that'd be great. And then we'd talk about, well, we're gonna have to figure out how to get the screws to feed in automatically so you're not having to grab those and place them. So as the industrial engineer, I would put that together, that idea. I would probably go to the mechanical engineer and I would say, hey, here's the idea. What do you think? How could we do this? Come look at this. And the mechanical engineer would use her expertise to figure out how we would design that tool such that we could make that happen. I mean, we could get that there and get those, you know, screws to automatically go into that tool where she could immediately just, you know, keep really, uh, you know, improving her productivity and be efficient. Now, once we went through that, then we would have to go to the electrical engineer and say, all right, how would we do this electrically? I mean, what kind of you know, power and circuits and what would we need to make this happen to where we could get this tool that would mechanically be able to funnel these screws, put this in and, and electrically, what would we need and how would we do that? So now we have the industrial, we have the mechanical, we have the electrical. Well, then the mechanical engineer says, you know, this screw gun is going to be turning so many revolutions and, and doing so many screws we're going to need a solvent. There's going to need to be something that is a coolant that keeps this screw gun working. So now we have to go to the chemical engineer and we need the chemical engineer to make sure that we're choosing the right kind of solvent, the right kind of, you know, we we want to make sure that this solvent, if it gets on the screws, it's not going to, you know, um, contaminate the part. It's not going to corrode, whatever. So the chemical engineer in this scenario would help us with, whatever chemicals we're using, what kind of waste we would have out of that and and make sure that we are not gonna have any reactions. Well, then that leads into the safety engineer. Now I didn't mention safety engineering necessarily as one of the fields or degrees, but manufacturing facilities like this would have safety engineers who are responsible for, yes, as you assume here, everything to do with safety. And the safety engineer would look at this and say, okay, listen, um, this solvent is, um, it's dangerous if it comes into contact with the skin on a repetitive basis. So we're gonna have to have certain gloving procedures or we're gonna have to have certain protective equipment or cleaning solutions, whatever. Then also the safety engineer might say, now, wait a minute, what you're designing here is this worker is going to do a repetitive motion of grabbing this gun, pressing it down, and that left arm is going to move up and down at the elbow 5,000 reps every eight-hour shift. And she's going to say, look, in the study of ergonomics, we know that that is not good. That repetitive motion is going to cause carpal tunnel and it's going to cause other issues with the ligaments of the elbow, the wrist, whatever. And she's going to say, what I would like is for your... Screw gun to hold 30 screws, maximum 30. And what will happen is every time she presses that down 30 times, her screw gun is going to have to be refilled. So I don't want the bin to be right beside her. I want the bin to be a reach. And the safety engineer would specifically put the bin of screws at a reach distance. To where her arm has to straighten out, grab the screws, refill, and then go again. And that occasional reach would be the key thing to renew blood flow, stretch the arm out, and prevent repetitive use injuries. All right, so once the engineers got this together, got it all designed, we would study everything we were going to do to make sure it made financial sense, make sure it was cost effective, we would propose it, then we would implement it. So everything would get installed, done, whatever, we would, we would go back, we would review. Then the worker would start using, we would do follow-up on this. Now, once it gets installed, once it gets done, the industrial engineer would then go back and start timing again. You would do timing to measure efficiencies. You would measure, is it helping? Um, how much money are you saving that you're doing it? And then you would measure what you proposed and you said you would save. Now you measure it, see if you're actually saving it. You do the cost analysis one more time and hopefully everyone is happy and you go from there. So I know that that is a very general example of how different roles of engineers work together to accomplish something in a manufacturing environment. But I like to use that example just to give an idea of different kinds of engineers and what different ones would do. And what's interesting about that is, I love the role of the industrial engineer in that. I love that the industrial engineer was out measuring the employee and talking to the employee and trying to figure out ways to do it better and doing cost analysis. I love that. On the other hand, many engineers would just hate that part of it. Many engineers would love to design the screw gun. I mean, that would just be like, His thing, man. And so that's great. That's a good fit for the mechanical side. Some love the solvent side. I mean, they just love that kind of stuff. And others love the ergonomic study, for example. Some just love to do that kind of stuff, the safety side or the electrical side. And so that's a way that you can kind of think through what field of engineering might be the best fit for you. And, you know, uh, there's again, there's a million different kinds of industries and things, but. That's just one type. And hopefully it gives you an idea and something to think of if you're considering an engineering degree. Now, I would encourage you um, to look at multiple schools, look at multiple schools and what they offer in engineering. Um, I also am going to go back to the episode I did with Dr. Jeannie Webb, the president of Rose State College. My daughter, Casey, who's a student at Rose State, she is on the selection committee right now for the new Dean of Engineering there. And when she was doing her interviews, um, they just interviewed a whole bunch of of them. Uh, One of the questions that she asked in the interview, which we talked, Casey and I talked about, I, you know, Casey said, look, I want to know that if a student wants to go get a four year engineering degree at Oklahoma State, I want to know how you are going to set up Rose State Junior College to where a student can come here the first two years and all of her classes are going to transfer into the final two years of her engineering degree there at Oklahoma State. And so I if you're going to be an engineer, don't be afraid to pursue your first couple years at a junior college and make sure you're asking really good questions about, hey, do you have a plan that I can follow and get my two years of this junior college and get it to transfer to your university to where I can complete my degree? And I, if you do that, if you ask those questions up front, you make sure you're not taking classes that don't count, you make sure you're on a plan and you follow that plan, that flowchart to where you can graduate on time. So that's a great question to ask Anytime you're considering going to junior college, and I encourage you to consider junior college just because you'll save so much stinking money. It's too expensive to go to college. It's just ridiculous. And so if you can do that and save some money, I'm all for it. And then you can still go get that degree. And look, nobody's... When you go interview, it's not going to be like, oh, you did your first two years at junior college. Well, that's no good. No, they're listen, they're going to be like, okay, you're an Oklahoma State Industrial Engineering grad. I get it. That That's all you got to, that, that's all they're going to worry about. That's that's going to be the key thing. And so uh, just, you know, I, I hope you'll at least consider that. I think that'll be a great thing. Engineering is a great career. And we know the, the STEM degrees, um, those are, man, you you're gonna be able to go places with those. You get an engineering degree, you can do anything you want from there. I mean, you can go to law school, med school, PT school, you can do whatever you want. And so uh, engineering degrees are great investments in your future And man, just go finish that thing, get that piece of paper and uh, great things can happen for you. All right. Well, that'll do it. I appreciate you listening again to this episode. It's a little different one on careers. I'll try to mix some of those in. I've got a lot of great episodes planned for you coming up. And thank you again for all the listens, man. You guys have been uh, unbelievably generous in your uh, episode listens. We just are rocking and rolling on those. And if you're enjoying the podcast, uh, please Uh, share it with somebody, leave a review. That would be great. And you can find, again, all my classes on chadcargill.com. So check that out. And uh, hopefully I'll be coming close to you. And if you'd like to schedule one, uh, just call our office, 405-454-3233. Or my assistant, Penny, is penny at chadcargill.com. All right. Well, thanks again. I'll be back with you again next week for a new episode. Until then, have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon.